welcome to the Purple Rainbow Pancreatic Cancer Podcasts, which are now entering their fourth year of broadcast. Who would have thought that when Seth died in 2014, all these years later we would be making a podcast in his memory? It's a really exciting time for Charlotte and me. We've been recording 30 podcasts, one for each day in November, as part of Pancreatic Cancer Awareness Month. Charlotte has been talking to all kinds of people involved with pancreatic cancer and over the next 30 days we will hear lots of personal stories. Stories of love, stories of commitment, stories of hope and sadly, as always with pancreatic cancer, stories of loss. Each story will help you understand the challenges of pancreatic cancer as well as the signs and symptoms and will help you to have conversations with people and ensure that they are aware of what to look out for. Join us each day for our Purple Rainbow podcast. If you miss any of the episodes, you can catch up by visiting www.purplerainbow.co.uk where all of the podcasts will be stored for you to listen to at your leisure. Follow us on your podcast channel, like and share, And join us for an interesting month with lots of stories of love and hope. Welcome to today's episode of Purple Rainbow Pancreatic Cancer Podcasts. This is one of 30 episodes you'll be getting across November 2021 for Pancreatic Cancer Awareness Month. I'm Charlotte and today you're hearing from Lindsay. Lindsay is sharing the story of her dad, Maka, who died from pancreatic cancer in April this year after being diagnosed in 2019. The only people who actually called him by his first name were my mum and my nana. Um, Everyone knows him as Maka, not Martin. He was a fitness instructor um, and was diagnosed age 54. Um, very into very into his music, very into his football, any types of sport apart from golf. Hated golf, hated darts. Things that you didn't consider sports, basically. <laughs> didn't, <laughs> um, didn't really like cricket, but like football, rugby, rugby union, Formula One, anything like that. Any oh, Gaelic football, hurling. We're, we're an Irish family as well, so we we're quite proud of Irish heritage. Very into his rock music and going to concerts. Um, and yeah, generally. Just dad. Yeah indoctrinated me a lot what 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 has he what has he got you into well i'm very i, I basically like all the foot, all the sports he does i i am into rock music but not to the same level he was very much a metalhead my mum was kind of pop rock and i've ended up somewhere in the middle so i'm like rock emo punk we could appreciate everyone's taste basically i love it so your dad was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer in 2019 tell me about about that please if you don't mind so about the beginning of august he he felt unwell the sunday wasn't feeling very well and then on the monday we went into work the tuesday wasn't well um then he had because of his shift patterns he was off wednesday thursday and my mum was like if you're not feeling well um the the thursday i'm taking to the doctors took her to the doctors and had a blood test and then we were watching some medical show that night um funnily enough it was it's um it was based in Barnsley Hospital and we're from Doncaster so it's the next town over but they've got a lot broader accent than we have so we 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 spent like the half an hour taking the mess out of the accent basically 
Um, and as we finished it, we got a phone call from the hospital saying your liver test is, is come back out of whack. You need to come back. Um, so we went to talk him to the hospital at night for urgent care. Went back from pillar to post and pillar to post. Couldn't work out what was wrong with him. So they said, go home. It's like 11 o'clock at night. Go home, come back tomorrow and we'll do a series of tests. Um, so I took him back on the way to work on the Friday. Um, and my mum and him were there all day doing test after test after test. So they had like ultrasound and then CT. I think basically by the time they got to CT, my dad had worked out that it wasn't going to be good news. Um and then as I finished work, I came to join them and they'd been there about 12 hours at that point. And it was about seven o'clock at night and we got, um, they took us into a room and basically told him he'd got, they suspected he had pancreatic cancer with a metastasis. Um, and then the following Tuesday, we got told that he, he, he was terminal basically, but didn't actually get a confirmed diagnosis for about six weeks after because the biopsies took that long and couldn't get a, we couldn't get a biopsy, it took four attempts. I can't imagine what sort of shock that was, given how fit your dad was. He was doing exercise, he was doing exercise classes, spin classes, and then to be told this, have this diagnosis. What was that like for for you all as a family? A massive shock, to be honest, um, because it was it. He was fine basically, and then he wasn't, and then basically as soon as he wasn't, it started to go yellow, um, and he had he had an operation. I think the the um, Tuesday or Wednesday after. So it was just kind of going from he was fine one week, and I, I think I'd gone out. I'd gone out. I'd gone out to the pub to watch a band with him in the pub because we that we, we quite often did that um, on the Saturday. And he w- didn't feel great then, but I just didn't think anything of it. I was just like he's run down. He works in a gym. The amount of germs in gyms, even though in air conditioning systems, I was like he's just another bug. Um, because I think there's actually text messages of me and mum having a bit of a laugh and a joke like I've um, we've decided he's got gastroenteritis type thing yeah and that's just a perfectly normal thing to do isn't it to make those to have those yeah. jokes and stuff isn't it so totally understand that where you're coming from with that and then you you got the diagnosis and then you got the prognosis how how did you all sort of cope with that well my mum's very emotional and I'm not particularly so I'm very I got because on the Tuesday when we got told he was um, terminal um, because we just thought he was having a biopsy my mum was like you go to work it's nothing to worry about Um, when we finally get news um, we'll we'll, you'll be at the next appointment type thing and I didn't think anything of it I just thought he's going for biopsy he's getting a stenting because he's turning yellow um, and he'll be fine Um, and then my my mum rang my boss um, and said and couldn't get it could got through to the reception and said don't let Lindsay know I've called and said to my boss it's terminal and I don't know what to do I don't know whether to come and get her and bring her to the hospital in which case she's going to know there's something wrong because literally I'd spoken to them at the start of my lunch hour rang them back at the end of my lunch hour because I knew we were in recovery and I couldn't get through so I suspected something anyway um or my boss went to get me. What decided in the end was my boss went to get me mom, brought me, brought her to my office. She told me, and then we took took us back to the hospital. Um, but I kind of didn't react and was asking like stupid questions, like how did my boss react to it? And then went back to my desk, cried for about two minutes, and then was like, right, 
I need to be I need to be fine for my mum, I need to go to hospital type thing. Whereas my mum she'll admit this herself, she's more emotional than I do I am. In some respects. It sounds awful and I I feel slightly selfish for saying it, but my mum and dad did say I wasn't selfish, but we expected him to have the biopsy and then get results two weeks later and two weeks after the day of his results. Uh, day of his biopsy was my birthday, so I'm glad he didn't get the results then. That's not selfish at all. That's that's perfectly human reaction, I think, because you don't want to hear that on your birthday. You don't want to hear it any time, let's be honest. They don't want to hear it any time, but I don't think that's selfish to be grateful you had the news not on your birthday. Your dad died in April this year. What was it like as a family going through going through having the disease, especially during, you know, the, the 18 months we've had of, of COVID and lockdowns and, and, a, and a pandemic? What was that like? Awful, <laughs> to be honest, um, especially with the pandemic, because they, they went to S.H.I.E.L.D. the week before lockdown, basically, because as soon as the venue started shutting, they were like, right, we're going we're gonna to S.H.I.E.L.D. And they were very like they should have been very regimented um no one came well the only the because you were terminal you, you could break the rules technically the, the rules didn't apply but mum and dad were very even my mum didn't leave the house mum mum shielded and she didn't have to but it, the rules was the only person they would allow in the house was me because i don't live with them um but that was very much for not only for my mental health but for theirs because they were like we can't not see not we can't not see you it'll, it'll do our heads in basically and I wasn't willing to, to move back in because they weren't going anywhere and I I like my daily walk type thing that really helped me during lockdown um and I needed to go out and about to go to the shops and that for them but it was very much when during the pandemic up until support, support bubbles came in I would go I would literally walk in the house wash my hands, sit down in a chair that was completely opposite end of the room to them at least five or six metres, didn't touch anything, didn't move from that chair, didn't use the facilities and literally left. So the fact that I couldn't hug him for four months or my mum uh, until the support bubbles came in was hard. And then any family support we have, um, one of my aunties was really good, but a lot of the family support we couldn't use because they weren't allowed to come to the house until we allowed people in the garden type thing and even when they were, they were allowed in the garden it was two meters away and he wasn't allowed to go to any of his treatments with my mum when he the, he had three hospital stays and we weren't they only we were only allowed to go in for one of them and that's basically because they told we were told it wasn't going to be long very difficult and obviously your, your dad died at a time when we weren't allowed to have big family funerals bit, you know, or, or gatherings or friends or, or, or around. How was, how was that? Because there's certain people that I know and there's certain sort of funerals as people that I've been to funerals for. And I'm really great. It, it, so this is quite similar to you being grateful that you didn't get your dad's results on your birthday. I'm grateful one of my friends died in 2019 so that she could have the funeral with everybody there rather than say in 2020 or 2021. How did it feel burying your dad with only those limited? Was it was it still at six at that point? No, we were we were up to thirty. We were allowed thirty, but we are a big Irish family. So dad's one of four, mum's one of three. We've all they've all got all the all the siblings have all got kids. Some of them have got fiancés, and so basically, 
we got the brothers, all the mum's dad's brothers, all mum's sisters, uh, my nana, grandma, granddad, some of the fiancés, but not all of them. Um, and then I had what my, I basically had my best friend from school because. I, although I was a bit like she don't doesn't have to come she doesn't have to come my mum was like no you need someone there of your own age who has been there for you she, she needs to be there but my mum had none of her friends there they had we had my dad's best friend and his wife some close family friends of ours and another f- a friend of ours and that was basically the 30 because I, but there was a lot of people stood outside which was nice and it's it showed that he was well thought after but it wasn't what he deserved. I really understand that that feeling of it's not what someone deserves. You know, you, you think yeah. the, the one thing that we can do in death is celebrate people and commemorate them. And I just think there's a yeah. lot of people who've gone through very similar to you that haven't been able or feel yeah. like they haven't been able to give people the send off they deserve. Mm-hmm. But you're going to do something about that, aren't you? Yeah. So in nine, oh no, it's the thirteenth. I keep forgetting this. <laughs> The 13th of November, we're holding, um, as it was supposed to be last year, as like a, a fundraising awareness thing, but we're, we're calling it Macca's St Pancreas Day. So it's a, it's a bit of a twist on St Patrick's Day because obviously, being an Irish family, we are big on St Patrick's. So my dad came up with a name, so it's St Pancreas Day, and we've got um, an Irish singer, um, and it's getting pie and peas and that, and um, we're going to have a big raffle. And basically, it's going to be the wake that he should have had, fundraiser and a bit of a tribute because we're going to have basically the, we're going to have pictures up, if and uh, like a condolences book if people want to fill it in, but also if people want to get up and say a few words, they can do. That sounds like it'll be, I don't know if fun's the right word, but it it sounds like it'll be a an event, something that's just going to be filled with love, and I think that sounds absolutely perfect for your dad. There's people who are messaging me about it who are like, I'm like, how do you know him? But it's going to be. I think it's going to be very well attended. Maybe overly attended. So it may be that people are going to have to filter through type thing. But I know because my parents are childhood sweethearts, so um, they're, they're the same year at school. Um, they had a school school reunion about six years ago. So when when he passed away, I basically told the school group. Um, but when I published the event on Facebook I, I, I messaged them and they're having it as like a bit of a school reunion for their year as well which is nice are you looking forward to it that's a strange question isn't it <laughs> yeah no I am I think it should be a good night I, I think it'll be an emotional like I've been I went to um, a concert in the where it is last week actually funnily enough and it was an Irish group and to say I'm not an emotional person really because he should have been at that concert with me and they played frustratingly they played um uh an irish song that's what some of my parents favorite song and then there was another song that was mine and my dad's favorite song and then there was a song about the county in ireland where my dad's side of the family are from and i'm like literally this is my dad trying to kill me <laughs> it's literally my dad trying to kill me it was that was a playlist for you then wasn't it yeah and i was crying my eyes out and my dad's best friend was like I don't know what to say. I was like, there's nothing you can say. Do you think that was a little message from your dad or a little hug or, or something? I think it was because I've had this, I've had something with a, a book thing recently as well because um, we've got all of his books and I'm not a, I am a reader, but I'm not his type of reader. We didn't have the same taste in books. And I was going through his sharp books because we're lending them to somebody and I'm not agreeing to give them away because I'm a bit like, I will read them, even though I probably never will. I will read them. But 
one of his favourite authors who he I introduced him to a few years ago. We actually met him at a few events and they got to know each other and back and forth on Facebook. I get um, a book a book subscription box. I don't have you heard of a box of stories? Yeah, I got a box of stories book, and I opened my box about two weeks ago, and the first book I saw was the book by this favorite author of him. Is and I'm like, it's him literally trying to tell me to read his books, and I was like, what are you typical? He's letting you know though, isn't he? And that's lovely, isn't it? Yeah, I was just proud of him for because he he tried to raise awareness and he he took part in a lot of pancreatic cancer UK stuff as well. Thank you so much to Lindsay for talking to me and sharing her story and, of course, Macca's story. And I hope the event on Saturday goes really well for you. Of course, please share this podcast. You can also leave us a review and a rating as well. It really helps get the podcast out there. We're here every day in November raising awareness of pancreatic cancer. And you can find out more about us at purplerainbow.co.uk. And I will be back tomorrow with another episode.